Hello and welcome back to the Elam Fellowship Next Gen Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Neville. I'm the Next Gen Director here at Elam Fellowship. And this is a podcast where we are talking about why it's important to lean into the next generation in our churches. So it's a podcast for youth pastors, youth leaders, kids pastors, kids leaders, family pastors, leaders, volunteers, and anybody new to the church that wants to be able to talk about these issues about why we need to have a heart for the next generation, but how do we do ministry and how do we do it together? Um, The first two episodes were taken from a meetup that we had a few months ago and we had um, youth and kids and lead pastors in the same room and we wanted to have a conversation about well who I was and what this next gen um, director's position would be and the vision for it and so I, I shared a little bit from myself the first episode we interviewed President Chris Ball um, last episode and we had a third part of that where we also brought up um, Joe Jensen. Joe Jensen is the United States Ministry Director, my boss at um, at Elam Fellowship, and so the Next Gen Director's position is under the United States Ministries. We focus on that, and we interviewed him also. The audio didn't work out, so you know I said, Joe, we need to get this message across. So Joe and I sat down uh, in my office uh, about a month or so ago, and and we really kind of deep dived into this issue of why this position exists and why it's important and a precedent uh, for what we're doing moving forward at Elam Fellowship. So let's dive into that interview and we'll see you guys in a bit. And so today we have Joe Jensen and uh, Joe is the director of the United States Ministry here at Elam Fellowship and uh, he's my boss. So <laughs> so I'm going to be very nice to you the whole time. Um just a little bit about Joe, um you know, he really he as part of the United States um director of Elam Fellowship, he travels extensively both here in the US and internationally. He internationally he's doing a lot of coaching, consulting, motivating people. You know, he really wants to see them living to the potential. Um and that's where his heart really is to see people discover and grow the maximum potential, um, life purpose. Now, you were a pastor for 18 years, um, New Life Church in upstate New York. That was what, the Mohawk Valley, Utica yes. region. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, 18 years, you know, I, I know um, you really are a voice in whatever community you're part of. Um, you've been part of numerous business committees, religious boards, nonprofit agencies, a lot of uh, community outreach initiatives. I think one of your biggest things is you've been married to Joanne, <laughs> 1983. Yeah, so 37 years. Yeah. Wow, so th- and, and three grown kids yep. and four grandkids. Four grandkids. And we might hear some in the background running around, <laughs> which is great. We, we, we love that. Um, but that's only uh, kind of scratching the surface. So, uh, tell us a little bit about you, Joe, what, you know, what your calling was to ministry and then how do you find yourself in this position here at Elam Fellowship? Well, uh, first the grandkids. Uh, you know, there's nothing like grandkids. Uh, if we, uh, Joanne and I, have always, we always felt like if uh, we knew how much fun grandkids were, we'd have we would have had them first. Just you know, skip but right over. They're, to... <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're a lot of fun to have, and yeah. just uh, really, really a joy to have uh, the kids. And um, well, when it comes to ministry, uh, you know, 18 years pastoring, it really pastoring was a tremendous amount of fun for me. I, I enjoyed it, although there was, you know, it's a it's a it's a difficult job at times, but it was a lot of fun. I liked the uh, I really liked the idea of 
having vision for a particular area and you walk out the door and you're kind of, you're doing what, uh, you're doing the vision, you know? Right, right, and right. like you said, I would, I got involved in a lot of communities, community events, community, uh, you know, boards and things like that. Cause I really wanted to be a church that helped people, mm. uh, not just kind of be kind of a religious organization, but I wanted to be a practical help. So we were involved with Rotary Club. We were uh, involved in uh, supporting the mayor. Uh, we did a lot of things with the public school system and mm -hmm. social services. Uh, so we... Yeah, food, um, food pantries. We, we, uh, we started a food pantry. Then actually that grew because uh, there's a lot of need in, in the Mohawk Valley. Um, so that grew. We actually uh, had to buy a whole other building to be able to house our, our food pantry. Wow! And um, yeah, so and we would we would help uh, the nurses and social workers in the public school systems would come to us because kids would uh, come to school with no uh, no socks, uh, you know. So we would you know we would help with that with that type of stuff. So very I like to I like to be practical. And I I kind of like you know that sort of looking at the church and asking the question, you know, if your church disappeared from your community, would that make any difference at all? Exactly. And and so, you know, we want to share, you know, Jesus and the gospel with the community, but we also want to be there as part of them. Absolutely. Know, in the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah, I used to say the same thing to the church, that, hey, if we didn't exist, uh, would it matter? Right. And right. Uh, I certainly wanted to, and I know the people in the church, they wanted to be a church that mattered and, and did significant things for the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so 18 years, what, what made the transition from there to sitting here at Elam Fellowship, uh, making a difference in all of Elam Church. Yeah, well, we were doing a lot of uh, lot of fun things in Herkimer. We uh, wound up building building a brand new building uh, right in the town and stuff. And uh, but uh, one one day, uh, Ron Bergio called me up. He was the president at the time and asked me if I would. Uh, consider being the United States Ministries Director. And um, there there had been some things that were going on with me and Joanne and in the ministry and thinking about the future. And we really felt like it was, it was right. Because one of the things we wanted to do, uh, both of us, is help uh, other leaders. Because it can be, uh, we also went through some hard times there, like uh, I think every pastor does. And we, I really had a heart to help leaders, to help pastors, to help uh, leaders in local churches, because it can be a lonely job, mm. uh, it can be a, a thankless job, um, it can be emotional, and you don't have, a, there's not always a lot of support. So that was just something on my heart, and actually something that I started doing while I was in Herkimer. I started doing some mastermind groups, uh, and just meeting with pastors and leaders, just kind of on my own just to be an encouragement to them. Because I knew from my own experience that that was uh, super helpful when people mm -hmm. were encouraging to me. Mm -hmm. So, because like a few of the elders here at Elon Fellowship, uh, they were encouraging to me when, when I needed some help and stuff, uh, learning the ropes of pastoring. So I wanted to do that. So I thought it would be... Uh, I thought it'd be fun and a, and a new challenge to be able to come here and be able to help pastors. And, and that seems kind of like a, a good progression because you know you you're a, you're a pastor for so long, and then when you come in here, you could answer the question, "What would I have loved to right. have as a pastor?" Exactly. You know, and I know you um, you have a lot of the initiatives, the international, uh, the intentional church, um, coaching, of course, the mastermind you mentioned, and you know a lot of these are, are looking to build up not only the pastor himself but those in, in leadership and the church itself. Yeah, you, know? you mentioned the intentional church. To me, the local church uh, is everything, because Jesus said 
that he's building his church. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he's not in talk about building a lot of things, but he's building his church. Right. And I think it's the building block of the kingdom of God is the local church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all through the book of Acts, uh, the letters of Paul, it's all about the local church, starting churches and building healthy churches. And that's what I want to give my life to is mm-hmm. helping build helping build the church because that's really that's going to be eternal, and uh, our partnership with intentional churches is very exciting. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a partnership with them. They're they they're an organization that uh, helps churches double their impact, uh, and they really focus in on uh, the Great Commission and uh, activating the Great Commission in the local church. And if ever we need uh, in our world today, in our culture today. Uh, you know, every it's crisis mode, uh, disorienting, getting back to the basics of the Great Commission. Go and tell people about Jesus, make disciples, help people to learn how to obey and act like Jesus, do the things that Jesus did. Um, I think that's going to be the revival that we're going to see because people are hungry for Jesus. And so just think about if we get what they say, get the 99 going after the lost one. Right. I mean, if the whole church is doing that, it's going to be explosive. Yeah, and I love that because, you know, often we hail, you know, Jesus went after the one, but my always question is, well, what is the 99 doing? We're just sitting there, right. you know, at a tea party. You know, no, we should we should be going with him. Yep. And I love how they use the term, the Great Commission engine. Right. You know, like this is not just something that's just the center of what we're doing. This is the motivation yeah. of, of why we exist. And, yeah, these guys from Intentional Churches, it's uh, they have, it's one of the best books on a church that I've ever, that I've ever been through. It's super practical, but these guys have really studied the local church mm-hmm. and have, they have, you know, boiled down the certain principles that they have, that they have really studied and uh, have observed in the church or, you know, throughout America. Um, and they show you how to put these principles into practice. They have what they call an operating system mm-hmm. and you can, uh, so it's not like every church has to do the same thing. But every church has to use these principles mm-hmm. the way that they would use them in their context. And that's what I love about it, is that you use the principles that Jesus taught and are in the Bible to be able to grow and double your impact in the church. And you're reaching lost people. Mm-hmm. So it's really a very unique thing. And also, I like it because it's biblical. And right. I've seen it working in churches. Yeah, and it's not asking you to throw out your own vision and mission, right. but it's doing like an operating system. Right. It's allowing you to have the tools to to be who you right. are and who you're called to exactly. be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah okay. I like that. Um, well, you know, so that sort of focus is, you know, starting to encourage and, and to build up um, the lead pastors who are going to be really sharing the vision of the church. But then um, when we're talking about the next generation, you know, when we look at the church, you know, it's not just the lead pastor often, you know, it's, 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 he has a team or she has a team, you know, that is youth leaders and and yep. so so um tell us a little bit about um well you know that's sort of kind of going into where god's leading the ministry overall but is there anything else you see elam fellowship specifically the united states ministry what direction are we going in um we have the coaching we have the intentional church and the mastermind um how is that all sort of fitting into being a support Right. Well, I think in uh, in USM, uh, we again want to help leaders. Uh, we want to we we call it, you know strengthen the leader to equip the church to reach the world. Mm. So we're we're really and I think Elon Fellowship as a whole, what our our focus is the leader, mm-hmm. called ministry leaders and uh, multiplying 
people who multiply themselves. We that's what our focus is, and we want to see again. We want to be a worldwide revival fellowship. That mm-hmm. we want to see leaders uh, entering into revival and also bring other people into revival. Um, so at USM, we're doing that again through strengthening the church, pastors, and leaders. Um, we do that again through the uh, masterminds, which are new, uh, but they're they're growing. We have a bunch of groups that are happening right now. I think one of the things that we're looking at with uh, you, you know going after young people because uh, young people uh, are in crisis. Uh, if you take uh, children and youth, uh, although in our world right now we're these are unprecedented times, but if you look at the statistics, uh, emotionally, uh, educationally. Uh, children and youth are are suffering. They're they're uh, very disoriented. There's a, a rise in depression, a rise in suicide rates, um, and the church is losing uh, young people at a, at an alarming rate. Uh, I don't think we're we haven't been good at re- reaching young people, and especially in the world that we're living right now. And so, uh, bringing bringing on a next gen uh, director, a person to really start focusing on that and. I want to be able to partner with churches, partner with leaders to win the next generation. And I don't think we've seen, uh, not just at Elam, but uh, in the church in general, I don't think we've seen the new innovative ways that we're going to reach the next generation. I think, though, I think people are, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit is, uh, you know, putting some creative ideas in people and giving us insight into how to reach this generation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't think we're quite there yet. And again, I think we're going to see revival coming out of uh, the new things that God's doing. So I want, uh, I see the next generation uh, director being the type of person that's going to, you know, kind of be a catalyst uh, for helping leaders, young leaders, because they're the missionaries. I I can't reach young people, you know, uh, with any real, you know, great impact because I'm older. I don't speak the language. Uh, you know, we need to we need to help them mm-hmm. because they're going to go into the culture. They're in the culture. They they're one of them. They know the language. They know how to move among them. But we can help them to come up with the creative ways to speak the language of the culture and bring people to Jesus. So you know that's that's some of the things that we want to see happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I sort of love that um, seeing the next. Um move of, of the United States ministry, you know, we're, we're reaching out to the lead pastors. But then we do have this generation of young leaders, not always young, some, you know, I've been doing it for 25 years as, as a kids minister and a pastor, a family pastor, um, that we are carrying the, the weight of seeing these kids and these teens, um, you know, wanting them to be the, you know, the future of the church, the, the church present. Um but a lot of times, you know, we're both carrying the weight of that. We're trying to communicate it to, you know, the generations above us to share, hey, this is important. Um, so it's a lot of, lot of weight on us as leaders. And so asking the questions, who's encouraging us? Who's helping us? Um, and I think that's one of the heart of, of what this, this um, position is going to be. So let me go uh, and ask this. So, so um, where did the plan for the new next-gen position come from? How did it, how did it come about? Because... It's well. We'll talk about how it's kind of based on what the the it used to be, but it is also a new position. Right. Well, I think um, it it came from uh, you know our president Chris Ball. 
uh, he's been, you know, just looking at, again, the, uh, the landscape out there in the churches and uh, the, need, the needs that are out there and re- kind of realizing um, that we're just ha- a youth, youth director or a youth person is, is limited mm-hmm. because we have uh, children's pastors, children's leaders uh, that we also want to partner with and, and, and reach and help. Uh, but also the next gen uh, director is really also trying to reach the young people, the young the young leaders that will again they'll and they'll reach uh, other young leaders and younger people under them. So it's not just that we're ministering or trying to partner with uh, the the people that are helping younger people, but also the young people themselves. Mm-hmm. So we want the person to focus on uh, reaching young people, building a tribe, and again, so that we have a, a group of people that want to help each other, want to uh, uh, you know see each other being everything that Jesus wants them to be, and again, just seeing revival happening among young people and children and youth. That's so. I think we wanted to broaden. Uh, our, you know, our view of this, of the uh, landscape of, of young leaders and be able to go after them. So that was kind of the change in the name and also the, uh, you know, the reach that we would have to be broader on all the, all young leaders, but, and also specifically with uh, children. I think that the children's pastors and leaders uh, in some ways have been a little bit of of a forgotten group. Uh, And I, we really want to be able to see us, see us be able to uh, strengthen them so that they can uh, do the work that they're called to. And I remember just sitting down um, with with Chris Ball and, you know, him kind of sharing the brilliance of of just using the term the next gen Mm -hmm. because, you know, I said, well, next gen, you know, it's it talks, you know, obviously teens, but a lot of people use that for kids ministry, too. But then he also said, but that's not just what we're talking about. It's a double meaning. Right. It's these leaders, but it's also the next generation of of leaders called into the church and having that that entranceway that being having a seat at the table but then be given a voice right at the table too right and um you know coming in i mean i imagine you could look back on when you started in ministry i definitely can and you had the support of my lead pastor but really no you know no community to be, to be yeah. part of that understood what i was going through right and so that that's kind of built into what this position is also yeah absolutely yeah, um, we're saying that this is not just a refilling of the youth director's position, um, and that was a very important ministry, and 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 still has just uh, impact on on the fellowship. But what's new to this position? What what would be something that's carried over, and that we really want to strengthen? But what would be added to it in a practical day to day? Mandate. Yeah, that's a that's a good question, and also uh, I like what you know what Mark uh, Scorsone, who did it for years, the uh, youth director's job, mm-hmm. and has built uh, just a tremendous uh, again network of people, and especially the uh, Saturate event itself is uh, people plan on coming to that all year long, and uh, it's been a a real strength to uh, youth leaders, youth pastors, and and the pastors. They they really like they really love it, and Mark is Mark did a, a just a really great job of building that whole uh, that event and kind of a culture around that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
now uh, what we want to do is expand on that. Uh, we have a kind of what I call a tribe or a family, uh, not just a network. Uh, we're a fellowship, and I think a fellowship is more than a network where uh, people, you know, caring about each other. Uh, we use some C's like caring, coaching, mm -hmm. uh, cultivating, uh, commissioning, uh, connecting, mm -hmm. and I, we would love to see more of that. Some, some of that's happening, and Mark had that, but we really want to expand that. Uh, and like when you come to Saturate, well, what's next? Uh, what, how else? Because everybody has this great, awesome time mm -hmm. meeting with God, meeting other people, uh, and, and you know, learning and growing at that event. Uh, but what what's what's what can we do after that? And uh, I think that we can build again. We have our we have a youth mastermind going on that's going to be happening. I signed up for that. I'm yeah. going to be oh, awesome. That, so awesome. Yeah, that. Ben Ben Schultz is going to be doing that. Mm -hmm. I think to see more of that happening uh, again, where people can share ideas, uh, uh, be able to support one another. Uh, I'd like uh, again much much more uh, of equipping seeing some ministry tools, what's working for you, uh, you know, and again, having, uh, having some uh, dialogue and support throughout, throughout the year uh, for youth and, and young leaders. Mm. And I love that yeah, you're talking about the tribe. You know, I always teach, you know, a network is people you know that you could support and I could help you and you could help me. Um, a team is a little bit bigger. It's people that are, are on the same, same vision, they're heading in the same direction, the trying to accomplish the same thing. But a tribe takes it to a different level because mm. it's saying not only are we heading in the same direction, not only can we help each other, but what you're going through interests me. I, I want to have your back. I want to pray for right. you. I want to go through this with you, um, even be your friend and, and, and you know see that same vision together. And so I think finding the way to be a tribe. Um, so we're going to continue with Saturated and we're going to even uh, expand on the vision that Mark had, which is Absolutely. You know, sitting down with Mark, just hearing his story about the years and the impact he's made and even talking to pastors around here. Oh, yeah, Saturated. That's that's yeah. the core of what we do. Yeah. Um, but then we want to ask the question, you know, for the youth leader, um, what after that? You know, you're going to go back with your kids and, and you're going to expound on that. But what about for you? You know, how are we going to continue encouraging you yeah. and build you up? You know, and there's gold out there. You think it's not just uh, one of the things I, I always like to say is that it's not about us, like here at Elon Fellowship. It's all it's uh, there's gold in the leaders that are in local churches now. And uh, it's, again, helping people make that connection that, hey, you know, so and so is over here in, in Western New York and they're 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 doing some really exciting things, uh, you know, getting them. Uh, talking to each other about what they're doing and, you know, having the people that are on the field doing the work, mm -hmm. uh, which is what I love that you're doing. You know, you're still doing uh, children's ministry and you're in a local church. Uh, we, we need to highlight uh, some of the people that are doing just excellent things out there because mm -hmm. they can help each other that way. But, you know, it's so it's not everything generated from us. It's uh, let's let's help connect one another of the people who are doing some awesome stuff out there. And I think that's where you really see the tribe mentality come in. Right. You know, if it's like, we're going to do all these big events and you guys come and support us. Right. You know, it, it becomes a centric. But when we're saying, oh, what, what are you guys doing? How can we be a part of that? How can we spread the right. word for you? And, yeah. and we want to see you win because when you win, we win. Exactly. It's, it's the kingdom of God. Um, so that being said, you know, looking at this position, um, the the next gen director, what would you say would be the biggest wins looking three years out, five years out? 
what would you say? Yeah, this is this is a big win when we accomplish this. Well, it's a good question. I should ask you that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> again, I think that some of the things that we talked about. I think seeing uh, seeing groups uh, form, whether they be uh, organic or things that we help put together, like masterminds. Uh, some people don't know what mastermind is, but those are those are small groups, six to eight people that are helping. It's a group of people that are helping each other. Uh, hit their goals, uh, overcome challenges, uh, you know, uh, just better having more impact in the things, whether it be personal, uh, challenges or ministry challenges. Uh, I think a win would be those types of groups, uh, scattered, not just, not just on zoom, but also, uh, happening geographically where people are actually getting together, but seeing those things happening, uh, seeing more, uh, again, collaboration, like we're collaborating with intentional churches right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but seeing us collaborating with, uh, other local churches, other, youth and children's and young adult young young leader groups um i'd really i'd like to see you know that tribe being formed uh mm -hmm. that would be those would be wins to me where groups are getting together people are connecting more with one another and uh more and more people are joining the uh elam the elam tribe although that's uh you know that's not the you know the ultimate goal we want to help whoever whether they join us or not but uh i think there's lots of people who would get a lot out of being a part of who we are and i think that that's a powerful tool in our toolbox to be able to say look we recognize your young leader we recognize uh, just like what paul did you know with timothy and, mm -hmm. and some of the exactly. other leaders we recognize what god has on your life and now we have another level of of partnering with you um, that ordination yeah. could be and the process of that. And, yeah. and so, you know, I think all of this being part of a whole, you know, I think could be a beautiful yeah. thing as we're recognizing the gifts and the callings yeah. um, of the next generation and the leaders and our generation too, the ones that have been plugging away mm -hmm. at youth and, and kids. And, you know, I think that's interesting. That That's something that, that um, Chris told me about. He said when he was just talking to youth pastors, you said a number of them just came to them and said, we know you love on our kids. We know you're going to continue. But what about us? Right. You know, we have um, needs and, and, and want to be in, in community. Yeah. You know, how are you reaching out for us? So that really right. became one of the core of, yeah, let's let's do things, continue to do things, but also yeah you know evolve to what yeah and doing it i love what you're doing where you're i know you're getting out there and uh you know you hit the ground running kind of and you're visiting different youth pastors and lead pastors and just uh you know listening to things that they uh, think are important uh for the type of thing that you're doing with ministry to young people and uh, their youth pastors and stuff and that's what we want to do is uh you know we want to be a support be an encouragement we want to strengthen the leader mm -hmm. For those who are listening, for those, um, some of these concepts and, and ideas that you're hearing about intentional church and mastermind, and um, we're going to do some deep dives into these over the next uh, few months. We're going to do, we're actually going to read the intentional church as sort of our book of the month um, starting awesome. this month. We're going to kind of review it next week, uh, next month. Uh, mastermind, we're going to talk about how we're doing that, what, what the background heart of this was and then we're going to talk about the listening tool um something that we're going to be intentionally doing is just going to churches just letting me enjoy the church yeah. service and then take take the leadership out for lunch afterwards and just say what what would you like to see mm. that would um that would really yeah. encourage you you know 
Um, or what are, what are you doing that we could support? Yeah, um, excellent. So I kind of love that. Um, so in what ways do you see the position really serving um, the lead pastor, you know, knowing that you came on to really encourage the lead pastor, this, this is, this is about encouraging his team or her team, but not, you know, directly it, we want it to be an encouragement for what they are doing. So how would you see this directly encouraging the credential hoarders or, or the lead pastors that you, that you work with yeah. like? Well, I think that, uh, again, when we're helping uh, the youth pastor, the children's pastor or leader, um, that's right there. Because, you know, especially smaller local churches, the pastor is, you know, overloaded with with work to do, uh, with, you know, all the ministry uh, that they have to do uh to have somebody coming in and saying hey how can we help you mm-hmm. and also hey we we can help uh we can help support your your youth uh leader your children's leader uh we can point you in the direction of uh resources and tools uh to be able to uh, to help you um you know i know when i was pastoring when people would uh offer me uh different resources or things that worked um I, I that was that was just wonderful that was gold to me and so i think doing these things and helping uh their leaders be able to find uh support encouragement and to be able to do a better job uh that's uh that's a, a huge help to a um to a pastor mm-hmm. if they're uh you know again trying to train trying to train their youth their youth leaders uh and young people uh again we can be a huge help uh in in that way also so there's numerous things we can do uh through the coaching that we have uh the masterminds uh and different groups i'm sure that you're going to put together um it's going to be a great help to uh pastors yeah i I can even speak as a family pastor you know if somebody came in to to one of my team members and said we want to do whatever we can to to see you win to see you grow in god yeah like yes yeah yeah, that's that's (laughs) gonna help us it's gonna make my job easier (laughs) Right. And I can't remember if it was you or Chris. They said, you know, and a lot of times in smaller churches, you know, the children's leader is the spouse of, of the lead pastor. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, if you can make my spouse's <laughs> life easier, you've made everything. Make her easier. happy yeah, or him happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So any any final thoughts uh, on, on both the calling of the next gen leader or this position? Well, I think our best days are right ahead of us. I'm excited about uh, the gifts and the calling that God has in your life uh, for this position. Uh, I see God uh, lining things up in our culture and the way things are going uh, for revival to hit mm-hmm. our, our children, our youth, our young people, uh, because they're hungry. Uh, they do have, you know, our young people today, they, they, do have, they do have a hunger for spiritual things. Right. And it's a matter of us being able to communicate who who Jesus is and what He's done, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to see we're going to see many many young people coming to Christ, mm-hmm. and so I'm excited about uh, the things that God is putting together for us, and uh, we're going to see some great things happening in the future. I love that. Um, just the idea of you know, I've been studying a lot of the um, the revivals, you know, and and the Great Awakenings, mm. and, and, you know, just seeing how God is really setting up the church for, for the next Great Awakening. But I had an interesting quote that a pastor said once, if you really believe God is going to do a revival, then are you stocking up on toilet paper? <laughs> I thought, you know, that that's right. You know, are we preparing, you know, in a practical way? And when we are saying we're getting the youth leaders and the kids leaders and the family leaders ready for this, you know, when the revival hits, 
they're chomping at the bit, but they're yeah. ready for it. Right. And emotionally, you know, God's doing some healing in the mm-hmm. life. And I love, you know, the Elam, you know, uh, form for service, you know, yeah. healed in heart. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the kind of things God wants to do first with the leaders. So when the church explodes, they're ready. For yeah, it. they're ready. Yeah. So I'm um, awesome. So fascinating stuff. We thank you guys for joining us. This is um, uh, a podcast where we're going to be really looking to interview people all across Elam. Uh, both the fellowship, the churches, the school, and really ask that same question. Why is next gen important? And what do we do um, to grow in that, especially as leaders in that? If we're new leaders to the church, where do we begin having God's heart on this issue? So make sure you like and subscribe um, because we're going to be putting out, trying to put out a few episodes every month as we get the interview. We might be coming around and interviewing you guys too. Um, to hear your heart about what's going on. So like and subscribe. Check out our website at elamnextgen.com. We're going to be growing it. We have a few things out there now, but there's going to be more and more over the next year. We're going to start putting announcements out there, things we're doing, but things that you guys are doing too. So you can email me if there's something going on. We're going to want to promote that and let all of Elam know what we are doing that we could start teaming up and doing that together. So that is elamnextgen.com. I'm your host, Kevin Neville. Tune in next time for another great interview at the Elam Next Gen podcast. God bless, guys. Have a great week.